0: Stepped in and save the day once again. I say amen.
1: Praise the Lord, everybody. Why don't we just stand to our feet? And Why don't we just start off by giving the Lord a hand clap of praise? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. Let's continue to give it to him in Jesus' name. He's worthy. He's worthy of all the praise, the honor, the glory, and the blessing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, the Bible says that in several places that when Jesus was moved to compassion that people were healed. He reached out and he touched someone and healed them or set them free or gave them deliverance. And there was one case that they said that because Jesus was in the house, things were going to take place. And so because Jesus is in the house tonight, There's no telling what things are going to take place in this service this evening. Hallelujah. I feel, and I know it's because of all the prayer that's been going on around here, I feel a rising expectation in my spirit. I know that God is going to do something miraculous tonight for somebody. And so one more time, let's give him a hand clap of praise and let's get this thing going in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Jesus. Come on, somebody, let's give him some praise. Let's sing. I feel the joy. we yeah. rejoice and be glad hallelujah come on somebody give him some praise hallelujah jesus you are worthy to be praised hallelujah come on somebody do you feel the holy ghost moving in the house today why don't you just raise your hands and love him let's worship him he's worthy to be praised worthy to be lifted up on high hallelujah Come on, somebody, just say the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus,
2: Jesus, 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 what a wonder you are. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus,
1: come on, just lift your hands. What a I love wonder it. you are.
2: You're so
1: wonderful. if you're here that prayer, listen, Lord, whatever you're doing, I want to be involved, God, I want you to, Lord, please don't do it without me, oh, God, come on, somebody, like the woman with the issue of blood, she said, I'm not going to let you pass by without getting an opportunity to touch you, Jesus, if you're going to heal, I want you to do it, but don't do it without me, God, hallelujah, come on, somebody, do you need something today, He's here to heal. He's here to bless. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Let's give him some worship. You are worthy to be praised. him a wave offering in this house. Jesus, whatever it is that you want to do tonight, God, we are on board. Lord, we're available. God, we make ourselves available. Lord, we want you to move, move in this house, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we just want to start this portion of the service off with some praise reports. We're so thankful and we praise the Lord that Sister McEwen is able to come home today. Thank God that she's she's at home, home from the hospital. And so now, of course... They have uh, scheduled Brother McCune's funeral for this coming Monday. And so obviously while we praise God for her and on behalf of her, we also lift her and her family up in prayer uh, for that moment that they have to go through. Another praise report, the three-year-old girl Kaylee uh, that we've been praying for, she came home. and the doctors believe that they got all the cancer out. And so we praise God for that. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. God is moving. He is moving. I just want to go, just take a moment right now and just say thank you to all of you that came for a Monday night prayer meeting. I think we probably had about 70 85 people 85 people here At prayer meeting And so thank you, thank you, thank you We can certainly feel the effects Of the amount of prayer That goes on And then of course the ladies met last night And then they'll continue For the rest of the week But there's a lot of praying going on around here And we can feel the effects of it Hallelujah And so We also want to pray for Pastor Young, they say that he's not doing well at all. We need to pray for him and his family. We need to lift them up. Uh, Sister Clack brought forth a, pray, a prayer request for a Kenneth and Nancy. Uh, they have COVID, and he's in Athens Regional, and that whole family just needs our prayers. Uh, it's a dire situation there, and so they, they sincerely need our prayers. We're gonna continue to pray for Sister Stephanie. She's still in the hospital, but praise God she's doing better. We pray for uh, her kidneys and her oxygen to stay at the levels that they need uh, for, her, for that to stay at. So we're gonna continue to pray for her. Sister Samantha, she's having a procedure done on Friday. We just want to pray that everything goes well. And Sister Katie Mann, she has a test on her heart tomorrow, so we want to pray for her. And uh, Sherry Cartledge has brought forth an unspoken request via uh, our Facebook Live. And also, we want to lift up Laura Jean, which is Larry's daughter. Uh, She's facing a grave situation, and she needs our prayers. And so... I know that's a lot. And the Lord knows it all. He's got it all in the palm of his hand. And so why don't you just stretch your hands up and let's lift our voices unto him and let's go to him in prayer because he can heal it all and he can touch it all. Jesus, we thank you. We magnify you and we bless you, Lord. We thank you for the power of God that we feel in this house. Hallelujah. Lord, we know that you are in the business of intervening in our situations. And you said, God, that in our times of distress, we are to look under the hills for whence cometh our help. Our help comes from the Lord. And so, God, we lift our voices toward the hill, God, toward the top of the hill, towards the healer, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, would you touch all of these requests that have been brought before us today. God, touch Pastor Young in the name of Jesus and his family tonight. God, touch Kenneth and Nancy, Lord, right now. Heal them in the name of Jesus. Touch Sister Stephanie, God, we pray for her kidneys and her oxygen level, God. In the name of Jesus, stabilize in Jesus' name, hallelujah. God, we pray for Sister Samantha as she goes for her procedure. We pray, God, that everything will go well, Jesus, and it'll be a testimony of your goodness and your power. God, touch Sister Katie, man, the test that she's going to have tomorrow. God, we pray that the test would yield a great report. In Jesus' name, touch Laura Jean. God, help her through the situation that she is going through right now. In Jesus' name. And we pray that you'd touch Sister McCune, God, as they uh, laid Brother McCune to rest on Monday. God, we pray that you would bring comfort and healing and help and hope to them in the name of Jesus, Lord. And all the needs that are represented on our screen, God, we pray that you'd touch all the families. Heal them, touch them, and bless them in the powerful name of Jesus. We lift you up, God. We magnify your name. Just for a few minutes, why don't you just begin to thank God for the answer. Hallelujah. Go ahead and praise him in advance right now. Come on, somebody. Just shout out, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, the answer. Hallelujah, the answer. Hallelujah. He is the answer for all of life's troubles. Come on, somebody. He's the answer. Hallelujah. Give him some praise. Hallelujah, one more time, let's sing Jesus. praise. Hallelujah. Why don't you just look over at somebody and say, praise the Lord, and you can be seated if you'd like, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank God, and thank you to all of our visitors who are here today, our guests. Thank you to those who are joining us online. We really appreciate it. We always see those thumbs up and we always see the I'm watching and all the comments. And thank you for the encouragement that you give us online. We really, really appreciate it. In Jesus' name. We've got just a, uh, a couple of announcements that we need to make real quick. Uh, we want to let everybody know that Thursday night begins again the women's prayer journey. And so ladies, we'll pray beginning at 7.30. The doors will be locked at 7.45. And so if you're running late, please text Sister Morrell and she'll let you in. And now, if there's one thing that I know in this this prayer journey that's serious is this right here. There is to be no talking. And everything is to be of the Lord, focused on the Lord, and your mind stayed on the Lord, not talking about frivolous things and the things that we normally talk about, but keep it all centered and focused on the Lord. And so they've had somewhat of a little issue of people uh, wanting to give prayer requests. And so what they're going to do is they're going to, we're going to set this basket out here and there's these envelopes in here. Well, they're just cards. And you can fill out your prayer request on here, and then you can slip it into this basket when you come to prayer meeting. Is that right, Sister Morale? And then, of course, as you pray, ladies, walk by, pray over the requests that have been put in there. Now, Friday, uh, the sisters are going to be going to uh, Brother, well, it's Brother Churton, Brother True's church For a ladies meeting And it starts at 7 Sister Tabitha has put the address up On the screen And so if you need to Take the address down Please do so If you have a cell phone You can kind of zoom in And take a picture of that If you're so inclined But that uh, will happen Friday night at 7 They'll meet there Right Sister Mary We're going to meet at the church Okay, and then Friday after that, prayer will begin back here in the sanctuary at 9.30. Sister Morrell will share a thought entitled for crying out loud. Don't want to miss that. At 10.30, they'll continue to pray, and then Sister Lydia will share uh, entitled at the midnight hour. Praise God. And then there'll be testimonies and things of that nature. And they're gonna pray until 6 a.m. Woo! I tell you what, I can't wait until Sunday. <laughs> it is gonna be on on Sunday. Hallelujah. We're just we just understand and know that there's a great need, and we want God to move. Sister Morel was talking before church. You know, we've kind of just, in times past, we kind of feel like we've been pushing the, the wagon up the hill, and, and now there's just, there's just so momentum. We feel that it's, it's crested the hill, and now we're starting to come down the hill, and we're building up momentum, and we're building it up, and it's going to be because of these things that we do, pray and seek in the face of God, that it's going to continue and we want it to continue in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you wanted to continue, give him a hand clap of praise. And you know what? I am such a horrible individual. I am so sorry. We need to pray for Pastor Morel. Well, we're we going to... We're going to, I can't even talk tonight. We're going to stretch our hands toward him just for a moment. And we're going to pray for him because he's, he's hurt his ankle. And so we're going to stretch our hands toward him and we're going to pray for him. So let's pray. God, right now in the name of Jesus, we ask you that you touch Pastor Morrell, that you heal his body, God, and touch that ankle in the name of Jesus. We look forward to hearing the testimony, God, of that healing, of that miracle, God. By your stripes, he is healed. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. We thank you, God, for what you're doing even now. Hallelujah. Bless your name. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody, give him a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Well, this brother right here needs no introduction. We love the Rowe family. We love Brother Clarence and everything that he gives to this church. And so, brother...
3: Come on and bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise tonight. Amen. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy of all of our praises. Amen. I am thankful to be in the house of God tonight. Amen. What a wonderful presence of the Lord. Amen. What an awesome service we had around here on Sunday. Amen, God is doing great things, amen, doing awesome things, and I am thankful for that tonight. I appreciate this opportunity tonight to be able to minister to you, appreciate, amen, our great pastor and and pastor's wife, Brother and Sister Morrell, and their godly leadership, amen, and their holy example that they set before us, I truly, truly appreciate that. My youth class is in here tonight. We uh, usually have a youth class on Wednesday night, so we're in another room back in in the youth room, but I am thankful and blessed to be able to teach them every Wednesday night. I appreciate them so much. We've got an awesome group of teenagers and young college age students, amen. Hey, they deserve it. They deserve a big round of applause these are awesome young people amen that love God amen we got a, a uh, I want to say also that I appreciate my wife so very much I appreciate amen her personal support for my ministry as well as her contribution to our youth group amen and uh, it takes a team to be able to minister for God amen and to and to be able to be effective and I appreciate her. Amen. And I think that we, amen, we have more fun in youth class than I think the young people do. <laughs> and we enjoy it so much. They're the highlight of our week. Amen. we've got some aspiring young ministers, amen, in our youth class. Brother Levi, Brother Noah's doing an awesome job every time that they speak and deliver the word. Brother David in the short few months that he's been with us has spoken twice already in our youth class and he told me tonight that I had to stay under my allotted time and the reason that he said that is I gave this man this young man is so full of God he's so full of the word of God he's just bubbling over I mean, he reads and studies so much, and he loves the Word of God so much. I gave him an opportunity to speak, and so the first uh, time, and he just he took the whole class. He took the whole time. I didn't have in, I didn't have time to do anything else, which was awesome. I loved hearing him speak. So the next time, I said, "You've got twenty minutes, because I've got some other things that I've got to do." And I didn't just only give him a, a time limit, just you know, to be given him a time limit, but it's to help develop him in his ministry. And, but I appreciate his zeal and his aspirations. Amen. And we've got some great, great young people. Amen. And I, I truly love them so much. And I also want to say that I appreciate all of our ministers. Amen. Of higher praise tabernacle. Amen. I appreciate the opportunity to be able to rub shoulders with them. Amen. The Bible says the iron sharpeneth iron. Amen. And friends sharpeneth the countenance of your friends. Amen. And I'm thankful tonight. Amen. For each and every one of them. And so I appreciate them sharpening me. Amen. So that I can be a blessing to someone else. Amen. And that's what I want to do here tonight. If you would stand with me, amen, for the reading of the word, we are going to go to Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11 through 17, and I'll go ahead and give you the uh, title of my message. The title is On Guard, On Guard, so you can see my little guy here that I've found on the internet with all of the armor of God. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Putting on the whole armor of God. In Ephesians chapter 6, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Amen. You can be seated tonight. You know, I I just want to start off by saying that I am super excited about what God is doing at Higher Praise Tabernacle. I am super-duper excited. I am ecstatic, if I can say it that way, about what God is doing, amen, in this church, amen? There is a spirit of revival in the atmosphere, amen? I said there is a spirit of revival in the atmosphere. We don't have to wait on revival. You have created revival, amen? No need to ask God to bring it here. It is here now, amen? The spirit of revival is in this house. God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, amen? He said that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, And as Brother Clint has already said, we are feeling the effects of our prayer meetings. We are feeling the effects, amen, of the fasting that is going on in this house. We are feeling the effects, amen, of the sacrifices that are being made, amen, for souls to be saved, for lives to be blessed, amen. And I believe that God is ready to pour out his spirit. He's ready to pour out salvation on somebody's life here tonight. I am standing tonight in front of a group of people that genuinely love the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. I am standing before saints who are consecrated to the work and the calling that God has given them. Amen. Who have a sincere concern, amen, for their fellow brothers and sisters amen and that says a lot for the bible says that that they will be known for their love one for another you can go to some churches and they're amen all cold shoulder and everybody stays to themselves but i am thankful here tonight that we have a congregation that loves one another amen that appreciates one another that knows how to take care of each other amen I am proud to be part of a growing and a developing apostolic Pentecostal church tonight. An assembly of believers unashamed to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ that still trust the creators of our bodies for healing, amen, and deliverance, amen. We still believe that God can heal cancer. We still believe that God can heal heart disease, He can still heal COVID. He can still bless lives. He can still make the lame to walk and the dead to rise again. He can still make the dumb to speak and the deaf to hear. Our God is a miracle-working God. Oh, glory. Amen, we're in a house tonight where we still see financial miracles take place. They're poured out beyond what we can contain pressed down, shaken together, and running over. God said that he would give into our bosom. You know, and all of these things are tremendous. They are mind-blowing and mind-boggling at times and simply supernatural. And we enjoy all of these things that God has afforded, amen, to us. But I want you to know that people take notice at what God does for his redeemed, amen? People notice how God blesses, amen, his children, amen? People take notice what the Father does for his children. And you can see the blessings, amen, of the Father trickle down, amen, to their children, amen? But I don't want us to be so naive tonight to think that only people, amen, notice, amen, what's going on with the children of the Most High God. We don't wanna be so naive, amen, to think that it's only people who notice. Amen. But I hope you know that the devil is on high alert about what is happening at HPT. The devil is aware, amen, that there's prayer meetings going on. The devil is aware, amen, that the spirit of revival is taking place in this house. If you think for a moment that he is sitting idly by, allowing things to progress Amen. Smoothly, without opposition, then you don't know your enemy very well. Amen. The devil's not just going to sit by and let higher praise tabernacle, amen, reach, amen, the heavens tonight. Amen. First Peter 4 and 12 says this, beloved, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on his behalf. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the godly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. It is no secret, amen, that our efforts and blessings are being met by opposition from our spiritual enemy tonight, amen. It doesn't make it any easier tonight, but the word of God said, don't think it a strange thing. Amen. Don't think it's strange when we're persecuted. Don't think it's strange when the enemy comes against you because the devil has been opposing the saints of God for centuries on end tonight. Don't think it's strange when you start increasing your efforts to pray and to fast more that the devil is going to come against your family. Amen. Hey, I'm not trying to be a downer tonight. I'm not trying to discourage anybody tonight, but I want you to be aware, amen, of what the enemy is up to. I want you to be aware that the devil is out for our souls tonight. Don't think it's strange when you decide, amen, and commit to read your Bible that you're going to get busier than ever. Don't think it's strange, amen, whenever you decide to give a little more in the offering. That's when that unexpected bill is going to show up, amen, in the mail. Amen. The enemy will hinder you every chance that he gets. But I'm telling you tonight, brother and sister, that we have got to keep the faith. We have got to keep on keeping on. Let's give the devil, amen, a hard way to go. Let's give him something to come against us For, and let it be for revival. Let it be for revival. Amen. Nehemiah, amen, was a cupbearer. Amen, the Bible says to King Artaxerxes in the Shushan Palace. That always sounds oriental to me. Amen, whenever you say Shushan Palace, sounds like they're in China or something with the, you know, those little hats that they wear. That's just the visual that I get. But anyway, (laughs) Nehemiah received a word from one of his brothers, Hanani, that the walls of Jerusalem were broken down and the gates were burned with fire. When Nehemiah heard this horrible news, Amen. The Bible says that he sat down and he mourned and he fasted and prayed and that he began to repent for the sin, amen, of his father's house and for his own sin as well. And as a cupbearer to the king, amen. The king noticed one day that Nehemiah, amen, was his countenance was very sad. So he questioned him as to the reason for this sad countenance. And Nehemiah began to explain how that the city of Jerusalem, the place of his father's sepulchre, lay in waste and ruin. And how it was his desire to return to Jerusalem and to rebuild the walls and the gates to their original beauty. So with the king's blessings, Nehemiah returned and began to start the restoration process. He and his men were immediately met with opposition and discouragement after word began to spread about his intentions, amen, to rebuild. And picking up in Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 19 and 20, I want to read these verses specifically. It says, but when Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the servant the Ammonite, and Geshem, the Arabian, heard it. They laughed us to scorn and despised us and said, What is this thing that ye do? Will ye rebel against the king? Then answered I them and said unto them, The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore we his servants will arise and build. We will arise and build, but ye have no portion, nor right, nor memorial in Jerusalem. You know who this reminds me of whenever I read, you have no portion, nor right, nor memorial in Jerusalem. It reminds me of the devil. He has no right he has no portion and he has no memorial in heaven you know every time the saints of god a man start to do something good, whenever they start making progress, amen. Anybody who has no portion, anybody who has no right or has no memorial is going to come against you, amen. But I say tonight that we have to continue when the opposition comes against us to arise and build. We've got to stand up on this truth we've got to stand up for holiness we've got to stand up for righteousness and we've got to build this church upon the solid rock the chief cornerstone which is Jesus Christ the devil doesn't want you to enjoy the blessings of God come on somebody I'm just keeping it real here tonight As Brother Risinger would say, we're just keeping it real. The blessings, the, the devil doesn't want you to enjoy the blessings of God. If he hasn't already, he will come against you. But we have this assurance of knowing, amen, that no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper, And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Jeremiah said it like this in chapter 20 and verse 11. But the Lord is with me as a mighty, terrible one. Therefore, my persecutors shall stumble, and they shall not prevail. They shall be greatly ashamed, for they shall not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. Hey, God is on our side, amen? If God be for us, who can be against us? Brother and sister, we are part of an entity that is the future of religion. Amen. And I say that like it's a great discovery or a revolutionizing concept. But not only are we the future, but we are also the past. We are the present and we are the future. We are the body of Christ, the church of the living God and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Let the devil roar. Let the earth shake. Amen. Come what may, but as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. Joshua and Caleb were the only two of 12 spies, amen, that came back. With a good report out of 12, amen. A land filled with giants, amen. And they they said that they felt like grasshoppers in their sight. But I want the enemy to know that when I feel like a grasshopper, amen, in the side of the devil, amen, that God is on my side and he's already promised me the Canaan land. He's already promised me that if I don't give up, one day heaven will be my home. One day, amen, I'm going to walk the streets of gold and sing around his throne. Right now, there's a mansion with your name on it if you won't give up. God will let you conquer tonight. Every other year, amen, Apple, and I don't think I have to explain what Apple is to anybody. I think every individual on the face of the earth knows what Apple is, the company. Every other year, Apple introduces their latest, greatest gadgets gizmos, iPads, Apple Watches, you know, iPhones, whatever it may be. And they come up with a new technology every year or every other year that almost makes the previous year's technology obsolete. And so they're always advancing and inventing and reinventing. And I think one of their latest, greatest things that they've come up with now is the Apple car. You know the latest craze now is the self driving cars, and so the world 's brightest minds of the silicon Silicon Valley are providing us with their most recent infatuations you know, and people are just constantly standing in line for hours amen to get these new gadgets and new phones and new iPads or whatever it may be amen and If you don't keep up with the technology, you can quickly get left behind. Amen? You get left behind quickly. But what the world doesn't realize is that we as a church body, we as a people, we are involved in the latest, greatest thing that's ever been introduced to humanity. Amen? Because we are the past. We are the present. And we are the future, amen? This amen that we have, this truth, amen, this gospel doesn't need any upgrades or glitch fixes tonight, amen? Come on, somebody. When it was developed and presented to the world, it's been timeless through the ages. And it's been revolutionizing the world for over 2,000 years, amen, Young people, you might feel like tonight that God's word is outdated. Come on. This is 2021 after all, amen. Amen. It's time, amen, for the church to progress into the modern society. And all that stuff that y'all preach, it really isn't necessary anymore because we, amen, as a people have advanced beyond all of that rhetoric, amen. When the Word of God was introduced over 2,000 years ago, it wasn't just the basic model, amen. It wasn't just the nitty-gritty. It wasn't just the bare-bones model, amen. It doesn't need an update to keep up with the times, amen. The first edition is just as good as the last edition tonight, amen. Amen. It doesn't have to live up to its our standard. We have to live up to its standard, amen. It sets the bar. It sets the standard for our life, amen. We don't have to keep up with it. God keeps up with us, amen. God keeps us on the right path. God keeps our standards set high, Amen. Everything that I've been preaching thus far has been leading up to the point of my title tonight. Amen. That is that we need to be on guard. We need to be on guard for our souls. We need to be on guard for our spiritual well-being tonight. The phrase on guard is borrowed from French, usually said by fencers you don't know what fencers are, it's the guys, they've got basically a, a, a complete white suit with like a face shield and they have what is similar to a sword but it's a lot less, but a lot more flexible, does not do the damage of a sword but it's, it's, I guess it's like sword fighting and so on guard, a man means to get into position and implied I'm about to hit you. Get into position. I'm about to hit you. On guard means to be alert, ready to respond to possible danger or threats. We need to be on guard against our spiritual enemy, amen? We need to know, amen, that he is coming against us, and we have got to be ready for our souls when the attack comes. It's not if it comes, but when it comes. And when it comes, I want to say, on guard, I'm ready to hit you, Satan. I'm prepared for what you are about to do. I am prepared, amen, for the attack that you have against my life, amen. I want to be on guard for my soul and my spiritual well-being tonight. Romans 13 and 12 says this, The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. So if you would go back to my uh, title picture. I just want to take a few moments to go through each of these things. Because we're talking about putting on the whole armor of God. You know, and sometimes we as preachers, we as Sunday school teachers, as whatever, will tell you know our students, we'll tell a congregation or a people, do this and do that, be this and be that. But they don't know how. We don't explain how to do it or what to do in order amen, to do that. I'm not saying that's true every time or for everybody, but sometimes we just say a general statement and we expect people to know what we're talking about. And tonight, as we go through, I'm going to slow down for just a a few minutes. Tonight, as we go through these different things, you know, this may not, amen, be for everybody here tonight. It may not benefit those who have been in church for a long time, but for the new convert, and for the, for the young person in God. Hopefully this is going to help you tonight. So there's six pieces of armor, amen, that we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, amen, the, the girdle belt or the, the loins girt about with truth, the sword of the Spirit, the shield of faith, and the preparation of the gospel of peace. So tonight I want to talk about having your loins girt about with truth. Amen. The loins externally is the hip area. It's, it's It's the hip area of your body. Internally, amen, it is the procreative power, the place where the Hebrews thought the generative power resided as a prolific source, where the source of life and the ability to continue the source of life, amen, originates. And so if we are going to pass on this word, amen, from one generation to the next, let's make certain, amen, that it's nothing but the truth. It's nothing but the unadulterated, immutable, unchangeable, without variableness truth tonight, amen. If we are passing the torch of this holy heritage to our children amen let's do what Paul said in chapter 6 verse 4 of Ephesians and he said and ye fathers provoke not your children to wrath but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord we need to teach them that the Bible is the only absolute truth amen We need to teach our children, amen, that our pastor, amen, is the mouthpiece of God and the angel of the church, amen. Come on, somebody. We need to teach them that what Acts 4 and 12 says, that neither is there salvation in any other name but the name of Jesus, that there is one Lord, one faith, and one baptism one God and Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. And that is the truth, and nothing but the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Number two, the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness is basically to be right with God. It's to be approved of him. And I found... A scripture that I just want to read, and I'm going to hit this, read this briefly and quickly. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul, Paul is telling us how to be righteous, how to work together and approve ourselves as ministers of God. Not just preachers, but everybody. We're all ministers of God in one way or another. We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation, giving no offense in anything. Remember, we're talking about how to be righteous tonight. Giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed, but in all things approving yourselves as ministers of God in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watchings, in fastings, by pureness, by knowledge, by longsuffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned. By the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing, and yet possessing all things. Amen. To be righteous takes effort and sacrifice. Amen. Amen. It takes a lot of humility. Amen. But that's something that God has called us to do. Amen. And it is, amen, an armor, amen, that we put on against the enemy whenever we do all of these things that the Scripture has just said to us. Number three, have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We have to be ready to carry this gospel into the highways and the byways, amen? We've got to compel this world to follow Jesus. If we are ashamed, Amen. Of our Savior and our Redeemer, the one who died upon a cross for our sins. Amen. We're just as shameful, amen, as Peter was whenever he was standing around the fire when Jesus was being crucified. And he said, I know him not. Amen. But not only do we speak this gospel with our mouths, but we preach it with our lives. Amen. We preach it by the way that we live. There are religions in this world that obviously do not align, amen, with the truths of this Bible that we teach from. They teach ideas of violence, amen, to people who disagree with them, amen. They teach oppression to their wives and their children, and most people who practice it are born into it, amen, and, and without choice but we have a gospel tonight that we can share with this world that offers peace to the brokenhearted. We have a gospel that can offer hope to the hopeless. We have a gospel tonight that can offer healing to the broken, that can offer love without boundaries. So peaceful, amen, was the creator of this gospel that as he was being beaten, as he hung upon a cross, as he had crowns of thorns in his head, and he was being mocked and spat upon, amen, that he, amen, he hung there with two thieves on each side. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's the kind of peace that our God offers tonight. That's the kind of peace that we have got to offer to this world when we're being persecuted, when we're being ostracized, amen, as Christians. We've got to offer the peace and the love of Jesus Christ, amen, to this world tonight. Number four, the shield of faith faith hebrews chapter 11 is known as the the chapter of faith and the very first verse tells us what faith is and i'm sure we can all probably quote it now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen it seems like such a simple thing whenever you say it doesn't it, it just seems so simple amen, because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But it's really not as simple, amen, as, we, as it sounds. I have found that it's much easier for me to have faith for someone else than to have faith for myself. And I think we all, amen, I see a lot of heads nodding tonight, and I think we all agree with that statement. And the reason that I believe for that is that we approach faith in the much the same way as we approach grace. We think that we have to earn grace as a merit badge, like we work for it, like we've earned grace, amen? But God gave us unmerited grace. We cannot earn what God has given us freely. So we put faith in that same perspective and we We look at our faults, we look at our failures, we look at our sins, and since we aren't what we think we should be, then we don't believe that God will do what we want Him to do. Amen? We believe that God can do a miracle. He can do the miracle, just not for us. Because of our sins, because we know our downfalls, because we know our mistakes, Our faith, just like grace, amen, is not merited by actions. If we don't have faith, the Bible says it is impossible to please God. We must believe God will perform and provide in spite of who we are and what we've done. We've got to believe that God will perform and provide in spite of what we've done and who we are. Your faith is part of the whole armor of God. When soldiers go out to battle, amen, there are pieces of armor, there are pieces of equipment that they cannot put on by themselves. When an athlete gets ready for a big game, there are pieces of equipment that he cannot, amen, put on by himself. And as Christians, sometimes we need help putting on the whole armor of God, amen? When I am too weak to believe for myself, I need you to believe for me, amen. When, amen? when you're too weak to believe for yourself, we need each other to believe, amen? The times that you can't bear the load, I'm here to lend a helping hand, amen? We are here to encourage each other in the faith. If you can't carry your shield of faith, hand it over to somebody else. They'll be glad to hold it for you for a while because we're here to encourage each other in the faith. Number five, the helmet of salvation. Look at somebody and say, a helmet protects your noggin and all that thinking and all that other stuff that goes on up there. Amen. It protects your thinking, right? It protects your thoughts. It protects your head. The first step to salvation is a change of mind. The first step to salvation is repentance. Saying, God, I'm sorry for all of those terrible things that I did. I am ready to live for you. I am ready to serve you. I have decided that I'm done with this world. I'm tired of lying. I'm tired of cheating and stealing and doing all of those other things that I've done. I have changed my mind. I am ready to put on the helmet of salvation. Amen. I'm tired of just living to and for myself. I have changed my mind. My acts of salvation. A man of repentance, of water baptism in Jesus' name. And the Holy Ghost is protecting the way that I think about my life and my future in God. In Luke 20, uh, chapter 21, Jesus is telling a man of the signs that will come to pass before his second coming. He says that there's gonna be wars and rumors of wars. Pestilences and famines and earthquakes and so many more signs. He said, and when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. And I want to add this, lift up your head with the helmet of salvation for your redemption draweth nigh. The only way that we're going to get redemption is if we have on The helmet of salvation, amen. Lastly, number six, the sword of the Spirit, which we know is the Word of God. To stay saved, young person, to stay saved, it is vitally important that you read the Word of God. It is imperative that you study and read your Bible. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and morrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Psalms 119 and 105 says that the word, thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Amen. It's a lamp to show us where we are in God. It's a lamp so that we can see everything around us. And it is a light, amen, to shine forth so that we'll know which direction, amen, to go in God. Amen. We've got to put on the whole armor of God tonight. Amen. We've got to be aware of the attacks of the enemy tonight. We have got to be on guard for our souls and on guard for our spiritual well-being. And the only way that we can do that tonight is to put on the helmet of salvation, to put on the breastplate of righteousness, to have our loins girt about with truth amen, to have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, to have the shield of faith and the sword, amen, of the spirit, amen. I don't know about you, but when the devil comes my way, whenever he comes against me, I want to be ready to say on guard, I'm ready for you, devil. Come against me if you want to. Come against me if you will. But I am prepared because I have put on the whole armor of God tonight. Amen. Brother Clint, if you'd like to come give us some music tonight, if you'd like to stand with me. Church, we've got to be on guard. Amen. We've got to be on guard by putting on the whole armor of God. This will allow you to stand against the wiles of the devil. What are the wiles? It's cunning arts. It's the trickery and the deceit, amen. It's, it's the schemes and the ruses and the ploys that the devil, amen, brings against our life to try to destroy us and to try to knock us down, to make us stumble, to lose our faith, amen, to believe something other than the truth, amen, to knock off these pieces of armor that we are putting on, The devil's been playing these games for thousands of years, thousands of years, and he's got a playbook of tricks just sitting up on his shelf tonight that he can can look to. If things get hard, amen, he's got something that he can refer to. He's been doing this for centuries, and by the looks of this world, he's been hard at work. He's been hard at play, whichever way you want to look at it. And now more than ever, we need to use, we need to have at our disposal every spiritual tool available to combat the enemy that we face every day, amen? If you feel like your spiritual arsenal is lacking in certain areas tonight, amen, if you feel like. Your helmet you don't have the helmet of salvation that you need or you don't have that breastplate of righteousness, you don't have your loins girt about with truth or your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace or that shield of faith or the sword of the Spirit, I want you to know that God has it available for you. He's got a whole shed full, amen, of armory, amen. He's got everything available that you need tonight. He's got the helmet of salvation. He has the sword of the Spirit. Whatever, amen, is lacking in your arsenal, amen, for when the devil comes against you, if you don't have those things, amen, you can't stand against the fiery darts that that he brings against you. So tonight, if you feel like you're lacking in those areas, amen, these altars are open tonight. You can come and pray. You can pray at your seat if you'd like. But I want you to know that he has the helmet of salvation for your life. Amen. He has the shield of the Spirit. He has this, the sword of the Spirit. He has the shield of faith. Amen. And there's some things tonight that you may be able to put on yourself. There may be some armor that you can put on yourself. But there may be some things that you need help putting on tonight. And I want you to know tonight that there are people here to put it on, to help you put it on tonight. If you need salvation, God is here to give it to you. Amen. If you need strength and healing, God is here to give it to you. As they sing and play tonight, these altars are open. Let's just take a few moments tonight and let's take a look at ourselves and see if we really do have on the whole armor of God tonight.
4: good preaching you heard here tonight. Praise God. Thank you. thank God, Brother Roe, obeyed God tonight. Hallelujah. And shared his heart with us and taught us how to fight our battles. Hallelujah. We need to be reminded of this stuff time and again. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's not the last time we'll hear, hear about putting on the whole armor of God. Hallelujah. Amen. If we live, if, amen. If God... Amen. Terry's just coming. Amen. We'll hear that again and again and again. Praise God. Hallelujah. But we're going to have to be reminded that we've got to go out every day with that whole armor on. Praise God. Amen. I'm convinced that we don't, we're not just to put the whole armor on when we go out into the world. I'm convinced that we got to have the whole armor on when we come into the house of God. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be wounded in the house of your friends if you don't have your whole armor on. Come on now. Hallelujah. Some of the toughest wounds we've ever had was right here in the house of God. Amen. So let's put it on. The- Let's keep it on, amen, 24-7, hallelujah, amen, and let's let God, amen, hallelujah, make us into the soldiers that he wants us to be, hallelujah, amen. Thank you, Brother Roe, for exhorting to us tonight and telling us tonight that we've got to have on the whole armor of God, praise God. Let's give him a hand clap of appreciation, praise God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God bless you tonight.